0: Do you know what time it is? It's time for The Workforce Show, where you will learn the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM. Uh, this is Cynthia Gern, uh, who is the host of today's show. The show is called In My View, and we have Dr. Asad Taha, T-A-H-A. It's his third time here, and the reason I love having him come, he has a unique way of looking at the world and looking at how we interact with each other and, and what we could need to do to become a uh, more uh, competitive environment uh, and a uh, happier and more content
1: environment. Thank you very much for the nice word. Uh, I am very excited to be with you for the third time.
0: We're going to talk about skills. The uh, what we're uh, dealing with with uh, mid-level skills and uh, how it affects our economy.
1: Yeah, I come from a very diverse background. Uh, I work in different uh, domains and sectors. I have a health background. I have a medical uh, background. I have a management background. The first
0: question uh, that we have uh, for today's program is what is the uh, situation with skill gaps? Uh, What is the skill gap story in the United States especially?
1: Yeah, thank you for asking, Cindy. Um, before we start, let us start with defining some terms because we will talk about them a lot. And I would like to make sure that everybody is on board. So let us define first what is, uh, what is a middle skills job. Uh, there are those jobs that require more education uh, and training than the high school diploma, however, uh, less than four-year uh, uh, degree and uh, there is a huge gap in it. Uh, it, is, it is very uh, essential uh, jobs for our economy and it is one of the jobs that can uh, help the individual at individual level to have a, a decent job or a decent income, if we say, you know, because decent job can mean a lot of stuff. It can be working environment. Uh, 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 for example, uh, Georgetown University Centre, Uh, on education and workforce uh, define good job as a job that financially it can pay you 35k or 56k Uh, and those jobs are in the range of bachelor degree and middle skills and also one of the terms that we are going to speak about and historically people used to speak about they say blue collar and white collar Usually the blue-collar are people who used to do uh, labor work that require a lot of, uh, you know, uh, physical work, while uh, uh, white-collar who do uh, the planning, thinking, and office work. However, right now, when we talk about middle-skills job, it is a mix and hybrid between white-collar skills and knowledge and know-how and the skills of the blue-collar.
0: And that's the middle skill, you're talking about. Yes, uh,
1: okay. this is the middle skills.
0: Okay, and they're found in all industries, though.
1: Yes, it is across all industry. Mm. And what is the reason for that? Uh, the reason for that, we are right now in a transition from uh, Industrial Revolution 3.0 to 4.0. Uh, let us define, because people will ask, what is 4.0, 3.0? Let us talk about the four industrial revolutions. The first industrial revolution was Industrial Revolution 4, uh, 1.0. It, uh, 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 it, it is based on uh, manufacturing, which evolve more labor performed by people and animals. And it was between the 17th century up to the 18th century. The second industrial revolution, it is about uh, steam engine, uh, steel and electricity, and it was in early 20th century. While the third industrial revolution is right now, in which we are talking about uh, uh, digital technology, uh, evolution of computers and factories and so on, and software. However, right now we are in a transitional phase. We are moving towards the industrial revolution for Point zero, and as you're aware, with any industrial revolution, there is a systemic shift uh, and transformation in the society.
0: Can you repeat, can you repeat this? I don't understand where, why, and how did we define the uh, characteristics of the shift from the third to the fourth.
1: Yeah, um, uh, the the third industrial revolution focused on uh, software. And uh, digitalization, Uh, uh, many of the jobs that we used to do manually uh, or through mechanical uh, tools. Right now we do it through software simulation work, uh, a lot of project management work. Uh, At the past, you need to use a lot of uh, planning paper-based. Right now, all of the work are paperless. So this is different. However, uh, the difference. However, the fourth interstellar revolution concept is about Internet of Things. In the fourth interstellar revolution, uh, revolution you can send a signal uh, for your refrigerator to open and dispense a food for your two dogs. Also, you from your uh, cell phone, you can look for your dog. Also, uh, you know, uh, you can adjust the temperature of your home or apartment from uh, your cell phone. So this is all about, uh, you know, uh, about the industrial revolution. Right now we see Alexa, we see uh, uh, all those uh, are the transitional phase to the fourth revolution. And also uh, when we talk about the fourth uh, industrial revolution, we talk about uh, microchip, uh, a chip you insert in your body and it is connected to your physician and it communicates remotely all your vital signs. And this chip even can uh, uh, be linked to your family genetic database. So you will have all your information, clinical information, very accurate, very reliable through a chip in your body transmitted to your medical health team.
0: No, I know we we were going to talk about skills, but 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 chips is is a topic of great interest to Americans and, and anybody who follows I is isn't? Aren't you vulnerable if you have a chip in you? Can't somebody from the outside control what you do if they have the will and the technology?
1: This is excellent point, Sandy, and it is one of the challenges that we will face, and it is related to the cybersecurity because it somebody can access. Your, uh, your information, and usually it is very tangible information. And also, uh, for example, if you are going to, to, for a health insurance company, they can read your chip and you can they can you know sort you as a high-risk uh, patient and they will give you a high s- price for your insurance based on your medical information. There is a huge risk in that. Right now, uh, most people utilise it, especially in Sweden, to open an access for access utility, but in the future it is not about accessing utilities. Uh, it will be about everything about in your body, and it will help even uh, if we talk uh, talk about uh, Google Glass. Uh, it is you know a mini computer in front of your uh, your eyes, and in the future we we don't need people to memorize anything because the information are available in a blink. So even as the educational system will be uh, revolutionized, uh, you know, it will be drastic change. You know, because we cannot ask somebody to memorize something that is uh, accessible for uh, for for him or her in a blink.
0: All the changes you've just talked about are going to need skills. So, so carry on. What what skills
1: are needed? Yes, uh, let us talk about the situation. The current situation uh, it is very daring, because uh, f- you know we have a shortage about uh you know about f- uh four million point six uh, uh in 2028 this is a shortage in middle skills gap in united States only and can you define
0: middle skills gap
1: again uh, yeah we can define it it is the skills that uh, uh higher than a school diploma require higher and uh, educational and training mm-hmm. and lower than a bachelor degree or four-year degree. And uh, I I, I have a a name. It is a hybrid between a white collar and a blue collar. And uh, right now, uh, uh, you know, they represent 53% of the job in the market. And uh, they have, uh, you know, a drastic impact in our economic input and output because we need them as an input and they will lead to an economic output. So they are impacting our uh, our economy, and uh, as I mentioned, uh, the expected uh, deficit in in the market uh, and the talent uh, in between 2018 and 2028 it will be about uh, 4.6, and there is two reason for that. One of them is uh, you know the retirement. Uh, the baby boomers will be retiring uh, in the coming few years. Also, uh, there is a natural uh, job growth because of the economy. So this is two factors creating that deficit. Or they create that growth uh, in job market and deficit in the available uh, labor or available talent. Uh, and there is a lot of you know, uh, challenges right now. People want to fill those jobs and um, they find difficulties. They can wait for a longer time to fill those jobs
0: but part of that part of the the, the uh, story is that uh, we have a, a robust economy and we're hiring a lot of people. So what if the economy isn't as robust and is it, is it expected to grow? Is it expected to be that dynamic in twenty
1: eight twenty eight? I'm expecting that, uh, despite there is some you know uh, speculations that we'll enter a recession. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot of dynamic. Uh, it is a political dynamic, economic dynamic, and social uh, you know, dynamic. So there is a lot of factors that might influence uh, the, the expected res- uh, recession. Also, the election play a role on that. However, with the current dynamic of the economy, I'm expecting the gap will be wider, and we need to mind the gap uh, and take it seriously. And to address that, there are a lot of things to do. And if I give you example right now, if you would like to hire somebody, uh, a skilled uh, worker, you need at least three months, three months to hire somebody like that. And sometimes you fail, you cannot hire. You cannot find the right talent. And uh, those talents are not uh, a bachelor's degree or a master's degree or a PhD. The challenge is in the middle layer uh, between the worker and the white collar and uh, uh, it is something not related to the STEM, you know, science and technology. It is special skills that you can acquire through boot camps, uh, on-job training, specialized courses. So the investment at individual level not that high uh, if we com- uh, compare it to a bachelor's degree, how much it costs you to to, to complete a bachelor's degree in United States. Uh, however, you can go for a, a boot camp six months uh 10k is enough, you know, to pay as a fee. But if you look for a bachelor degree, it is a, a big investment.
0: So the the person is somebody who could actually get certified, get a degree or of sorts in three short, short months, and be qualified yes, sure. for the job. But but they're not.
1: Uh, and unfortunately, they're not because, because people like the legacy. For example, I am a bachelor's degree holder uh, and master's degree holder. I will say, you know, I'm not going to change my, 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 my career right now uh, because people feel that, you know, I'm a bachelor's degree, why I go for another career? And some people are very responsive to the change. You find a lot of people from economic background, but right now working in the cybersecurity because there is a huge demand and cybersecurity job pay more. And what you need just six months, three months uh, training and you are ready to deliver. And sometimes some uh, employers are smart enough to hire people with having just the soft skills and build their capacity on job. Because there is a shortage, they don't have somebody ready, so they decide that they will attract just the right talent, and uh, they become responsible to build their capacity.
0: But one example that comes to mind, is, as you discuss the shortage of skills that we need, in cyber and cyber, and specifically that uh, there's one government agency that has, has a cyber, has a data science cyber uh, program, and. The employees can. I'd like to take this courses and et cetera, and then when they graduate, or they have a a certificate in in that field, but they have a hard time filling those jobs, because people have security in their current job, and they aren't offered the same level salary level income level in this new job, so, so how how.
1: Yeah, it is uh, because of the business uh, model for the government. As you're aware, everybody looking for a secure job, you know, he go for the government. And uh, the government doesn't work like the business sector. Uh, if those people are in the business sector, most probably they, lost, they will lose their jobs, you know. They have to go home because they are not needed. Uh, People need a productive employer. Employer can do the job. However, uh, you know, the government is a big bureaucracy. Uh, There is a lot of pros and cons when you decide to fire somebody or end a contract. Uh, And these people, they like the status quo because it is secure. It is about pension. It is about social security. And it is about health insurance. If you compare it to the uh, to the for-profit sector, it is a different story. Uh, such job, m- m- most probably, it will be you know uh, eliminated uh, from uh, the organization uh, structure or hierarchy.
0: Uh, that's interesting. I have, I've heard people com- complain that they would like to go into a job that has a lot of a future. But they have uh, they have a job that not only is secure, as you said, but it is uh, earned comparable salaries in in the new area.
1: Yeah, and because you know, as you're aware, the government does not put the efficiency uh, as a factor in hiring and effectiveness. So, uh, might be right now they are secure job, but I doubt it with uh, the coming changes in the administration. Right now, there is a lot of awareness about value for money, a lot of accountability for the government, most probably uh, the constitute or the voter will raise that issue, that a lot of employer uh, in the government hiring employees that, you know, uh, does not add value. And they does you know they just get that job and because they are in the in the government career they cannot be fired easily. It is very complex to fire somebody in the government, and uh, this is one of the challenges. But it will not be uh, forever. Things will change in the coming years.
0: But the mid level, the mid level non degree or a degree, that soft degree is, is in, a, a, in a good position because there are jobs there, you say, That's true. but they're not taking those jobs. Now, why is that? Why aren't they qualified for these jobs? Why aren't they qualifying for them?
1: Yeah, the challenge that uh, uh, um, um, there is a negative perception from the parent towards the middle skills job. Most of the parents would like their uh, children to have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree and PhD uh, degree. And by the way, there is a lot of PhD holders are unemployed because as you go up in the pyramid, the chances are, you know, uh, are narrower. But in the the base of the pyramid, there is a lot of, uh, you know, need. Mm -hmm. And so you can find a a 10 PhD holder, you know, uh, competing in one job. But in the middle skills job, there is not, you know, there is maybe ten jobs towards one individual, you know. So, and we'll talk about more accurate details. This is just from the tip uh, of my mind. But if we talk about the, let us talk about dollars, dollars value, and talk about uh, the economic impact in United States. Just on today, we are talking about United States only. We are expecting that the the uh, uh, the shortage in skills. Uh, can uh, lead uh, to uh, in the next decade, which is if you count it from 2018 to 2028 uh, we will uh, we will have a risk around two and a half trillion dollar because of that gap. two and a half trillion dollars, you can imagine. And uh, it is uh, from the GDP which is stand for the gross domestic product, will have a shortage in the, uh, the gross domestic uh, product, which is the monetary value that uh, when all finished goods and services made within the country uh, during a specific period, and usually it is annual basis. And the challenge right now, uh, even a lot of manufacturers, they cannot take new orders because they don't have the workforce that can produce a product. You can see because there is a gap. So the output is is in in a shortage because you don't have the required inputs. And the inputs is not only about uh, raw material. It is not only about money. Uh, Manpower uh, is foundation input for for every uh, manufacturing process. And uh, if we take an example, in 2019, we already lost uh, $85 billion. Uh, because of the uh, the middle skills.
0: Well, that, that's money lost. Uh, but going back to the people that could fill those jobs and generate money, you 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 say you know the, the pa- parents don't want the kids to grow up without a degree, et cetera. But I hear in uh, in the field that a lot of people don't have the s- soft skills to take those jobs, and and why is that?
1: Yeah, because our, you know, academic sector uh, does not, academic sector does not focus on those skills. Uh, they focus on, uh, you know, uh, on uh, theoretical and abstract uh, knowledge more than the practical and uh on-hand uh, training, and this is very important. Also, there is some soft of skills. So, if we talk about, yeah, you know, in this uh, expected uh, industrial revolution, you need around five skills, which is the digital skills, uh, the technology and computer skills. You need programming skills uh, for automation and report uh, uh, automation, and you need to have the skills to work with the tools, the current tools, not the old tools. You know, usually it is an application, software, and techniques. Also, you need a critical thinking uh, skills. This is, uh, uh, you know, uh, very essential. Uh, these skills uh, must learn. If you would like to stay in the labor market for the coming 10 years, 20 years, you need to acquire those skills. Uh, I will repeat it again, it is a digital skills. Uh, technology and computer skills, programming skills and uh, working tools and techniques, and uh, critical thinking also the problem solving teamwork is very essential, one of the most uh, essential uh, soft skills
0: mm. and and if they have the softer skills, then an employer also will train them oftentimes for the technical skills that they need as well. No, I think we as uh, Americans have to take a look at our our career fields and our careers and 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 say as as I hear more and more people are doing the blue collar pink collar whatever color you want to call it are really sound jobs. They pay as much as a job with a higher skill, a uh, degree level than the other jobs and and so we had to start uh, be, uh, celebrating those jobs.
1: This is very essential. and as you mentioned that we need to insert, you know put incentive for uh, the talent to, to for those jobs. And right now many employers are paying more for middle skills job, even more than a bachelor' yeah, degree. Exactly. And it is like supply and demand. <laughs> Uh, When there is a shortage in supply and high demand, it will increase the price. Right now, uh, a middle skills job, you can earn a decent uh, or a good uh, income. And... uh, we need to think about what as individual. We talk right now about the big picture, about the role of employer, uh, providing in uh, on-job training, internship, apprenticeship, all those stuff, and putting more incentive and career paths. One of the challenges in the past uh, uh, regarding the middle skills job, there is no uh, clear career pathway. People would like to get in a step Step one, step two. And this is very uh, common in the uh, degrees, bachelor degrees and master degrees. However, the employer they need to come with a structure that uh those people and make incentive available, uh, uh, not only financial incentive but even uh, actualization. Uh, uh, and,
0: and, and more, uh, more articulated career paths at the time when the career paths are more need more flexibility, and so. We're almost out of time, and I, I want you to, uh, I, you talked about this earlier to me, and I wish uh, you could do something about that right now, and is how can a worker capitalize on their skills shortage? I mean, what, what are the p- points that you want to stress?
1: You know, we need to focus on uh, eight steps. First of all, uh, as an individual, I need to be able to identify my skills and map them and identify area of potential improvement and gaps. Also, uh, uh, you need to build your uh, skills in the four mentioned skills, which is the digital skills, programming, critical thinking, using tools and technique, and this is not the mechanical ones only, but uh, tools and uh, toolbox that you need in work. Also, you need to sharpen your skills to describe your capability for the employer. It is not just, uh, you know, you acquire those skills, but you need to be able, and we talk about soft skills, and about soft skills, it is the way that we communicate. So you need to be able to communicate that skills to your employer. And you need also to monitor and have a situation awareness about what is the demand today and what will be the demand uh, in the next year and after 10 years. So we need to have a a short-term medium-term and long-term uh, vision for our career. Uh, don't focus on the uh, quick wins. I uh, will go cybersecurity. No, you need to look for the demand in the coming 10 years. Also, uh, uh, in skills is about something practical. It is something that you can prove to your employer. So it is not just acquiring those skills, but be ready to present your skills in a practical environment. Also, you need to create a specific niche of expertise. You need to say, you know, even in welding uh, sector, you need to say, I'm an expert in this area. So you need to have your own niche. Uh, I usually call it the blue ocean, uh, a place that where nobody compete with you. Uh, also, you need to keep your skills up to date and uh, you need to be a life learner. Uh, It is not uh, enough right now to do your uh, degree and just start earning money. You need to invest in your career. And as you pay, uh, you know, uh, set aside money for your retirement and uh, social security and those stuff, you need to set aside money for investment in your career. And uh, yeah, it's supposed to be uh, one of the top elements on your uh, bucket list. You
0: know, years ago, uh, I was with a I uh, volunteer for a, with a chamber, and uh, as part of our activities, I we did a survey of employers of employees within a technical organization, uh, and and one of the questions was, how often do you go to training, and how how skilled are you, and by and large, most of the employees we talked to didn't want to devote the time. They didn't want to invest the time in re-careering and re-skilling. So it's the employers, too, who have to provide the time and the incentive.
1: There is, there is a role for the employer, but as individual, you need to be proactive in taking the responsibility of your uh, learning uh, pathway. Don't wait up to the employer. The employer look for their return of investment. They will not train you unless they have a direct return of investment. And it's supposed to be in the second quarter, third quarter. But as an individual, you need to set aside some resources to invest in your uh, skills for the coming three years, four years, five years, even 10 years.
0: Well, I thank you very much for taking time to stop by here uh, before you go overseas again. And, uh, and I want everybody to, uh, to pay attention to, uh, to what Dr. Taha has said, and that is you're responsible for your own career. And look at the careers. And if you want money, look <laughs> Yeah, <You laughs> look, at other, <laughs> look at other careers that you haven't, haven't thought about before and, and, and value people who have those careers as well. Yes, I agree. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.